What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. That's what I like to hear, baby. And with us again, Justin the Russian Concussion Mascaro. How are you? Good. Good evening. Episode 100. Finally hit the century mark milestone episode. Uh, how are you How are you feeling? 100 episodes in. About dead. About dead? Why is that? <laughs> I'm about to retire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel the opposite. Um... Yeah, a hundred episodes. It's pretty uh pretty impressive. There was people that said that um it wouldn't last, that it would suck, that it wouldn't be successful. Um all three of those things have been proven to be wrong. Um second one's up to your your opinion, I guess. Um but I feel like there's something that should be said for consistency, uh week in and week out, getting behind a microphone. You're struggling with your chair, huh? It's broken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, made it through a pandemic, made it through the horse betting era. XFL. XFL. Dude, I was fucking, I'm a sharp at XFL. There's highs and lows, highs and lows over these last, I mean, guess what is it? Three seasons, but two and a half years. The highs obviously being that we said to take Joe Burrow to win the Heisman Trophy. And they wouldn't let you do it, but if they would, we said you got to parlay it with the <laughs> LSU Tigers winning the national championship. Next thing you know, they go run the table. Greatest college football team of all time. I mean, the year we start the podcast. Can't write a better script than that. Um, yet another heartbreak year for the Saints over and over every year, living Groundhog Day whenever it comes to that. But, yeah, I mean, what what would you say other than that? You got any other highs? Over the last three seasons, your thousand dollar parlay had to be up there. Yeah, I hit a lot. I hit, I hit big bets all the time now. It's like <laughs> shit's coming. I gotta start raising up the stakes or something because I'm just get. I don't get the adrenaline that I used to get. It's not about adrenaline. Oh, that's what it's all about. No. I love it. <laughs> um, obviously, this year, the I would say. A top three for me all time was Kennedy Brooks with the walk off on the live stream uh, to cash what was at the time my biggest college football bet of the year. Um, also on the live stream, we saw Kenneth Walker the third have a record breaking performance against Michigan with five touchdowns to cover for us on that one. Um, the lows, though, I, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but I know there's a bunch. So. I don't know, but the, like I said, the horse the horse betting days were dark. Uh, like Justin said, the XFL was dark. I went through that baseball stretch, which it's like that was probably the most profitable stretch of betting I've ever had, and I hated every minute of it. It sucked. Baseball sucks. It's like you're trying to trick yourself to be happy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was days. it was. I mean, bet the Reds, bet the Reds, and bet the Yankees bet um, against the Orioles. Yeah, used to be to bet against the Orioles. Yep. They, they turned it around, man. But um, yeah, on two and a half years, three seasons, and fitting that episode one hundred is on the most important episode of this uh, year by far. College football playoff starts. What is it? Friday, 
Saturday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday. But yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been, it's been a, a roller coaster for sure. But episode 100 is brought to you by Prediction Strike, um, which you know that by now if you've been listening. But Prediction Strike's still paying us, so we're still promoting it. Uh, app Store, download the app or go to www.predictionstrike.com. Plenty of plenty of people out with COVID. I hope you didn't invest in Ian Book on Prediction Strike because you lost money for sure. But go find a player that you think is going to have a good week in fantasy. Go invest in that player and then make money on that player when they exceed their fantasy expectations. Prediction Strike is your stock market for athletes. They will match your free athlete share of $20 or more, your first athlete share of $20 or more with the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. They keep paying us. We keep advertising. That's the way it works. Um, yeah, I don't know what uh, what's there to touch on before we dive into. Uh, I mean, it's late. It's uh, nearly midnight. We don't typically record like this, but with uh, the Oklahoma game just ended less than ten minutes ago, so we got all our games in. We will recap that. But yeah, the Saints game. We were all all three of us were at the game. Um, Ian Book is fucking trash. Not all on him with the circumstances. Uh, there was people on the offensive line that Sean Payton said had to get fitted for equipment. Uh, that's never good whenever you're in week 17. Uh, any other team, they probably cancel that game and don't allow it to be played due to COVID. They try to push it back and work with the team a little bit, but we're the Saints, so they don't allow that to happen. Um, but Ian Book didn't look good. Did, no. And it's not like I'm not – that's what I was talking with somebody about earlier was I'm not looking at the game as a whole as like oh he lost I'm, it's like specific things that he did third and three when you're scrambling and you go out of bounds instead of putting your fucking head down in a game that I mean we're still fighting for a playoff spot put your head down and go get the first down nobody gives two shits if you get hurt or not so go put show the city that you're you're out there trying to win uh the pick six was horrendous the second interception was damn near worse than the first uh, but the main thing that we saw together was uh, the the scramble out of the pocket and take a loss of 12 instead of just throwing the ball away. I'll never understand that. Flick your fucking wrist six inches and let the ball roll out of bounds, and you you save 12 yards. So it's like it's specific things that he did. Like obviously the deck, like the chips were stacked against him, deck was stacked against him, whatever the expression is. Um, He looked like shit. So... Yeah, the decision-making was horrible. Yeah, like, it's never good when you're getting excited when he completes a pass. Like, you make one throw, it was like an out route, and it's like, okay, okay, first down. He sucks bad. Yeah, like, dude, I I, I bet on that dude a lot at Notre Dame last year. He can't. A lot. Yeah. It was run the ball, play good defense, and hope that Ian Book can make a couple good throws to move the chains when it's needed. But it's like it's you're not putting it on his shoulders. If you have a the very, very rarely do we see college quarterbacks take that role and have it translate to a successful NFL career as a starter. So he might make he might be, be a backup, make yeah, decent backup money if he's lucky. Uh, but he will not be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. He will not take the take the reins of the New Orleans Saints. It's not gonna happen. I, I told everybody that that you we didn't find a diamond in a rough. I don't give a fuck that he has a birthmark by his eye. So, so people were literally saying he's got a birthmark. 
Drew Brees had a birthmark. Okay. They're not even close to this. Drew Brees was in the Heisman running. Yeah. Um, in the Ian big. Book's feet are yeah. too big. In the biggest games, Ian Book was like fucking 11 of 22 for 180 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Like, he wasn't lighting it up. But well, he's not fast. He thinks he can run faster than no, yeah, that's the what, players he's going against. He's stupid. Yeah, that's what, like. I, my dad, I, he has this like persona that he's like can is mobile though. Like my dad was saying, like, well, maybe he can run a little bit. Like he can't. Like he's he can run half as well as Taysom Hill, if that. Like he's not known for his mobility or his accuracy or his arm strength. So he's known for being a collegiate game manager, making good decisions with the football, and that didn't translate to the NFL because his second throw of his fucking career, he threw a pick six in the flat. Stared it down the whole way. It was a terrible throw. The worst throw of the night. So, and Tua made some shitty throws himself. So, um, but yeah, still, still a chance to backdoor away in the playoffs. Got to handle business. Win, win out, and then we need uh, San Francisco to lose, and maybe I think we need Green Bay to beat the Vikings. So it's possible. We'll see what happens. But all right, um, I guess we'll recap. This past week's bowl games, I had a shitload of picks uh, and had quite a few get canceled, so that was disappointing. Uh, but, yeah, we'll go from the top. North Texas plus two and a half. Uh, sent, or Miami of Ohio did a very good job stopping the run. Held North Texas to under 100 yards rushing a team that was, I uh, can't remember what it was, top three in the nation in rushing attack. Uh, that was the difference. That's why I said that's going to tell the tale, and it did. Um, so, Miami of Ohio didn't have a ton of success on offense, but they had enough to win and cover, obviously. UCF plus seven. Uh, Nick hates Florida, but he bet on Florida. Uh, UCF, the the return of Isaiah Bowser was big for them. There was just too many players out for Florida, either going to the NFL or transferring. So Too many you, fucking criminals on Florida's <laughs> football team is a problem. So UCF plus seven was a winner. Ball State plus six. This game was never close. This was a consensus pick for all three of us. Never close. Bad pick. Uh, Western Michigan minus six and a half was my lock of the week. Great pick. Never a doubt. Wasn't close. The problem was that we're having feedback, dude. I can't get through a goddamn two damn seconds without having feedback. Uh, the problem was Western Michigan scored damn near hit the over by themselves. So I, I had the under 56. We didn't get that. Auburn minus two and a half. This one was extremely frustrating. Um, Auburn's defense played well. Uh, they were having success running the football and refused to stick with it. They they basically had success, got down to the red zone, and then said, let's, like, let's do stupid shit. Let's switch it up. That's working too well. Let's do something stupid. Uh, but that played into the under 52. So we went one and one there. Air Force plus one, honestly, I think they what they won by three, but they were controlling that game for a while. Yeah, they were up. They were up. The score didn't indicate how by a lot more than yeah. That. They were in they much, were up ten, and then Louisville scored a touchdown late in that game. Yeah, Air Force was pretty much in control from uh, wire to wire. So Mississippi State minus nine and a half, a fucking horrendously embarrassing performance from Mississippi State. I- embarrassing, Mike Leach. Fuck Mike Leach. They don't owe you shit. Texas Tech owes you nothing. Um, standing over there with his mouth open, like his fucking nose is stuffed up, looking like a goddamn idiot. Uh, under 59 and a half in that game, though, did hit. So we split one and one there. Uh, Minnesota minus four and a half. They went 18 to six. Not good when you have the over 45. One and one there. Maryland minus three and a half. Uh, 
it was a it was a runaway. It was a blowout. Uh, started right off the bat with a ninety one yard punt return for a touchdown. Clemson minus one. We covered that, and we also had the over forty four. Clemson got into the red zone multiple times in the first quarter and came away with I think six points and then a missed field goal. Uh, so that's not good. I think there was thirty four, thirty three points scored in the game. Uh, looked like we might have had a slight chance to backdoor it if they could have scored on the last offensive drive that they had, and then they would have went prevent and allowed Iowa State to go down and score if we were lucky. But we were not. And then Oklahoma minus four and a half. This game, same thing, just like Air Force. Oklahoma was in complete control and then allowed uh, Oregon to kind of backdoor their way into it a little bit, make it a little closer than it should have been. So uh, we had cancellations in Hawaii and Memphis, which had two picks in that game. Uh, Boston College and ECU got canceled as well. UCLA, NC State got canceled. Virginia and SMU also got canceled. So we left. We ended up going nine and seven. We did hit our lock, but we left six picks on the table. So that was unfortunate. But we'll take nine and seven. You had 15 plays. Um, Yeah, four of them got canceled. Yeah. So, which, I mean, granted, I pretty much – we were on a lot of the same picks. So yeah, basically, um, whatever. But you can speak. Miami, I was on Miami of Ohio. That one covered. Um, Florida, dude, they got a lot of work to do. They got the right person, the right coaching, though. That's coming in place to turn that program around. But um, let's talk. It about was that. too many penalties. The SEC zero and four and and bowl. Yeah, play. I mean that's not that surprise. It's kind of surprising, but well, what do you mean when you consider like. The SEC is going to have more opt-outs than any other. No, conference. definitely, yeah, yeah, that that for so, sure. But um, like when we talked about it, you're like Florida, it's SEC better than UCF. But then I heard, well, they I heard that in my the head. whole game. They had so many opportunities to blow them out, like yeah, and they just they couldn't do shit on offense. So missing throws, miss not catching a ball. Then when they do do something, they get penalized. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Billy Napier, I'm checking all I'm checking all the players going. Uh, Lockers for firearms. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me. Um, Western Michigan. I mean, we were all on Ball State. We were all on Western Michigan. We split those. Um, Auburn, that was frustrating. Logan broke it down. Air Force. I think we were all on Air Force, sir. Yeah, of the games that we were, we all three had a consensus on. I think we went four and one, maybe three and one. Maryland, Clemson, Oklahoma, definitely. We were all on Air Force. No, we weren't. We were all on definitely Maryland, Clemson, Oklahoma, Western Michigan, I believe, as well. Yeah. And then we were all on Ball State, so I think four and one. Yeah. So that, um, that's pretty good if we're all West in West Virginia, Minnesota over, that was a terrible pick because it was 18-6 to six <laughs> final score. Yeah, I, um, I was on that. Minnesota was moving the ball well and then just kept stalling out. West Virginia sucks. But then we keep finishing strong on the last day. On every Wednesday, we keep finishing strong. Yes. Without a doubt. So you, Nick went six and five, hit his lock of the week with Air Force. Justin, you had 17 plays with one, two, three, four games getting canceled. Um, a, a very nice nine and four, like Nick said, finished strong with uh, what, four, five, four wins. five straight victories. Yeah. Yeah. Five straight victories. Um, yeah. Five straight victories with eight of your last nine. So. Started out bad, finished well. Um, I mean, we pretty much covered all of them. If you have anything specific yeah. on any of them you want to touch on, feel free. Um, 
the, yeah, probably the dis- biggest disappointment was the Texas Tech and Mississippi State one. Um, Texas Tech handled their part in the over, but yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi State, State just sucks, dude. Seven points is ridiculous. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, also disappointing is your lock got canceled. So I know I was really, I was really, um, yeah, I was on confident that, in that one. I was on that pick as well. Um, so you're gonna be one down, one behind, I guess, in the locks. So you'll have one less. Um. But yeah, so Justin went nine and four. So I went nine and seven, brings me to eighty-eight and ninety-seven and three. Uh, like I said, I did hit the lock of the week, so ten and eight in my locks. And Nick went six and five, that brings him to a leading seventy-two sixty-four. And is that a two? Yeah, seventy-two sixty-four and two, nine and nine in his locks of the week. And then Justin, as we just said, nine and four, his lock got canceled. That brings him to seventy-seven eighty and two. And he's still at 10, 6, and 1 in his locks of the week. So we look ahead to what's going to be a jam-packed next three days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is going to be uh, stacked with games. So you got four on Thursday, I think four on Friday, and then what, five on Saturday? Friday being the biggest with uh, the college football playoff kicking off. But, yeah, and then then uh, five on Saturday. So we start with – if I can fucking get to it. Um, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, North Carolina versus South Carolina. North Carolina is 10-point favorites. Who wants it first? Um, I don't know. I'll take it, but I think this is one of the tougher ones. It, it is. I have a tough a time lot with a bunch of these again. Ones, but, um, you want me to go first, or you want it? I can go. F- you can go first. I don't care. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. This is definitely a tough one. So, and it's tough when we're, we're generous. Out of the kindness of our heart, we pick every goddamn game, and it's slaughtering my record. Um, but yeah, like I said, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Um, I guess it's a rivalry. Not really, because they both kind of suck. So, um, but yeah, North Carolina's ten point favorites. So South Carolina is going to be without their starting running bags, the Quandre White. And their star edge rusher, Kingsley Ingbear, Ingbare. Don't know how you pronounce it. Um, both of them opted out for the NFL draft. Gamecock starting quarterback Jason Brown has entered the transfer portal, meaning Zeb Nolan, the 6'2 senior quarterback, will be under center. He has six touchdowns on the season and only one interception. That's pretty good until you really dive into it and you see that four of his touchdowns came on a week one blowout over like Western Illinois or some shit. It was I, I can't remember which team it was, but they beat him like forty four to nothing. Um, Zeb Nolan is a fifth year senior, so he went from Iowa State to North Dakota State to South Carolina. Fifty seven percent completion percentage, eighteen touchdowns, nine interceptions on his career. So not a ton to show for stat wise. I'm assuming when he was at North Dakota State, he sat behind Trey Lance. Um, So the biggest thing with South Carolina is they can't stop the run. Last five games, they're giving up on average 217 rushing yards per game. Sam Howell is back under center for his final game uh, with North Carolina. He is not sitting this one out, said he wouldn't do it. He provides, obviously, the ability to – uh, beat you through the air, but I feel like he's had a pretty lackluster year. Uh, but the big the big thing is that he provides a good spark in the ground game as well. I think senior running back Ty Chandler will have a day. He's got over 1,000 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns, and 6.1 yards per carry. I'm going to take North Carolina minus 10, but I'm also going to take the under 57. Don't ask me why. 
Next. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried that North Carolina is going to have too much offense for South Carolina, but um yeah, the biggest thing for South Carolina is their defense struggles a little bit against the run, especially as of late. Um but even though they're starting running backs out, they still have a lot of depth at that position. I think that's going to be enough for them to establish somewhat of a rushing attack. And I'm definitely on the under, and I kind of lean South Carolina plus 10. But the main reason is because I do think that they'll be able to muster up a, enough offense against a weak North Carolina defense, um, at least to chew up some of that clock. And maybe they won't finish as many drives with, with points as you would want them to if, you, if you're if you betting on South Carolina. So I'm going to take both of them. I'm going to take South Carolina plus 10, and I'm going to kind of double down slash insure it with the under 57. Yeah, I mean, I, I always I always tend to do this. Like, I take the backwards of what would make sense, you know. Like, if Carol, if South Carolina is going to cover, it would you would think it's going to go under because they're not going to score very much. But that's going to be the big question of which is – the South Carolina offense so bad that it's going to make the North Carolina defense look better than it is, or is the North Carolina defense that porous that South Carolina's shitty ass offense is going to have more success than they normally do? So that that's the question that needs to be answered. Yeah, I think it's going to be to the point where they're able to move the ball a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think they'll still struggle to score. Stall out sense. in the red zone and settle for field goals, and um, they just can't stop the run. And I feel like that can op- that that was a trending topic in a lot of these games that I was breaking down. It, I just feel like that's going to make life easier for Sam Howell. The fact that they South Carolina struggles to fucking stop the run. So, um, all right, Justin, which side are you leaning? I'm on North Carolina minus ten. Uh, both these teams finished six and six, and North Carolina fell way short of their expectations this year. Yeah, weren't they? They were top ten. They were top yeah. ten coming into the season. I remember saying, like, what the fuck is that? Like, but yeah. Yeah, they had a super weird year. Um and then, like I said a couple episodes ago, the winning coach agreed to take a mayo bath, so that's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm taking them at minus ten. I think for them to really get out and going, they're gonna have to get the ground game going. because uh, like Logan said, South Carolina struggles with that. Uh, South Carolina actually does have a good pass defense. They only give up 178 yards a game. So they're going to have to lean to the run a little bit. Yeah, no, they do have a good secondary. Um, All right, so me and Justin are on North Carolina. Nick is on the Gamecocks. And then we, me and Nick are both on the under 57. So we are uh, all double dip, dip in there a little bit. So, all right, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. I want one of y'all to go first, but I feel very good about this one. Um, my bad. You got Tennessee versus Purdue. Uh, Tennessee's five and a half point favorites over under currently six. It sits at 65. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I think Tennessee wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue's able to pull an upset. I think it'll probably be close just because Tennessee's pass defense isn't that good. Um, Tennessee's one of the fastest teams, probably the fastest team in the country at running plays. They run a play like every 20 seconds or something. Um, so I think that. What's going to happen here is the game's going to go over. I'm taking over 65. Me as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on the over as well. But I'm going to take Tennessee minus five and a half also. David Bell's out for Purdue. He's their go-to guy throwing the ball. Best receiver uh, that they have by far. Uh, he's declaring for the NFL draft. So I think that could make things a little bit more difficult for Purdue, obviously. And uh, 
Tennessee can get a little bit of a cushion and then yeah, I think I think I feel very good about the over in this one though. So give me Tennessee minus five and a half over sixty five. Justin, which side are you on? Uh I'm on Tennessee as well, minus five and a half, and I'm on the over as well. Okay. What do you got it at? Sixty five. I got it at 65, but 65. I haven't placed this one yet. No, okay. It's down to 64 and a half. Okay. So, um, good. Yeah, this line has changed a whole bunch. Uh, I think it opened up at Purdue minus three, but um, now it's at Tennessee minus five and a half. So that's, and it's still growing. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I think if this game was at Purdue, I, I'm, I think I would maybe take them with the points here, but... Uh, yeah, give me Tennessee at minus five and a half and the over. Are you you're on Purdue or just the over? I'm just on the over. Okay. Um Yeah, no, I, I like the spot for uh for Tennessee. And you're saying if it was in Purdue, uh or or a home game for Purdue, it's in Tennessee. So Yeah, exactly. It's a bowl game, but it's essentially I mean, I don't know the proximity of Knoxville to Nashville, but um I'm assuming it's not that far. So um okay so we're all on the over me and justin are both on the volunteers all right the chick-fil-a peach bowl you've got this was this one's interesting too Um, you've got number 12 Pitt versus number 10 michigan state michigan state is let's see how much it changed three point favorites okay so i guess i'll go first um i'll go first okay go ahead um. Yeah. So obviously, Kenny Pickett is out uh, for Pitt, and then Kenneth Walker is out for Michigan State. So that's two Heisman finalists out. Uh, Peyton Thorne will still be playing though, but I mean he's not all that good. Uh, Mel Tucker just got that new contract and doesn't seem to be too worried about this game. Saying a lot of younger guys who don't normally play will be getting some reps. So that's pretty weird to to say. So um. I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to take the under here at 55 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually on the opposite. I'm on the over 56. Um, yeah, this is this is the opt-out bowl, essentially. Pitt's going to be without Kenny Pickett. Uh, they're going to be without wide receiver uh, Taysier Mack. Offensive court coordinator Mark Whipple has uh, gone to Nebraska for the same position, which is odd, but – and then Michigan State's going to be without Kenneth Walker to the third, who was not actually a Heisman finalist, but he should have been. Um, after Kenneth Walker the third, the backup running backs are terrible. So not necessarily terrible; they just didn't get the ball because Kenneth Walker the third was so good. So you don't really know what you're going to get too much with the backups. Nick Patty is going to get the start in place of Kenny Pickett. There's little to no tape on Patty. But one thing that we do know is that Michigan State has the worst secondary in the country. So if there was ever a team to get your first start against, it's this one. Uh, Pitt still has a stable full of running backs with Abanacanda, Vincent Davis, and Rodney Hammond. And sophomore wide receiver Jordan Addison will undoubtedly be the go-to guy for Patty. I'm going to take Pitt plus three. I'm going to take the over 56. Nick? I'm taking Michigan State minus three. Okay. And um, – I think the backup's not that bad. Uh, he averages 4.7 yards per carry. He's gotten a little bit of playing time when they like to give Kenneth Walker a rest. Um, the big thing here is that they're going to be getting back one of their top wide receivers, Jalen Naylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jaden Reed's also going to be playing here. That's going to be big for them. I think um, isn't one of Pitt's cornerbacks out? 
Not that I saw, but that doesn't mean that I'm he's not. I'm pretty sure he is, but I'm not 100% positive. Um, either way, I, I think the playmaking ability on the outside and then, and then the coaching of Mel Tucker, I think he's going to have these guys fired up. Yeah. It just seems like it's a, so, so much bigger of a loss for Pitt to lose their quarterback than I, – I know how good Kenneth Walker is, but it, it just seems like such a – so much bigger of a loss to lose a quarterback like Kenny Pickett than it is to lose your running back. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cornerback Damari Mathis opted out in favor of the NFL draft. So yes, they are without a corner. Uh, so no, yeah, that will that will be big. But I, I'm expecting there to be points scored in this one. Um, but I feel like, I mean, uh, fucking Kenny Pickett was a Heisman Trophy finalist for a reason. Dude is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. But they still have guys that they can get the ball to. Um, I think they'll be able to put some points on the board. So I feel like I don't know. I hate Peyton Thorne. Just like yeah, I, I don't like him. Either. Just like I hate fucking Emory Jones with Florida. But I still, I still, I think they'll still be able to get the running game going a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I remember looking at it um, and just feeling like it was like a drop off from. I mean, obviously, Kenneth Walker, to me, is the best running back in the country. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's... But the, the, when the backup came in, I remember watching him. He didn't do that bad. I mean, he, he averaged almost five yards per carry. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he only it was a small sample size. Um, 54 carries for 255 yards, but yeah, nearly five yards a carry. Um, no touchdowns, but they were giving them all to Kenneth Walker. So, But then after him, the next leading rusher is Peyton Thorne, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know. We we'll see. I I I don't. He's not going to be like a slouch. Not, I don't think it's going to be like he's a fucking scrub or anything like that. So it's not going to be like this drastic drastic drop off. But I don't like Peyton Thorne. I, I just like I feel the same way with like Emory Jones. I don't like him. Narduzzi's a good defensive coach. Um. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't. I, this is not one that I felt great about by any means. Um, so what you're on the under Justin. Yeah. Okay. And then you're on just Michigan state. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm on pit plus three in the over 56. So then you have the SRS distribution, Las Vegas bowl. You got Wisconsin versus Arizona state. Arizona state is six point underdogs. And that looks like that has stayed consistent. Um, I am going to take, the under 41 and a half. And I think that's it. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to bet this game at all either, but, uh, this what, was one I kind of like, but could that? be, well, uh, I think me. Wisconsin minus six is, I have, I had it circled, but then when I just looked at it, I just think the, the defense, I got, I, I don't know why. And like Arizona States without their top two rush mm-hmm. running backs. That's so big. Because one of the their best running back is really fucking good. Yeah. And that's their whole offense, basically. Because if you can stop them from running, then what's their quarterback's name? Jaden Daniels. He's not going to be able to do shit. Yeah. So I think Wisconsin's defense is just going to be way too much. And it, it might be like a low-scoring game to start off with, but I think Arizona, I mean, Wisconsin gets the running game going late and probably pulls away. Probably wins this one double digits, I would say. Yeah, it just worries me. Like... I would say that Arizona State doesn't score a touchdown in this one. 
That's how confident I am in Wisconsin. Okay, State. then I'll take it. I'll take Wisconsin minus six because I'm only under my forty-one and a half, but it's a very low number. But it's like you fucking no more than one touchdown. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, if they're without their top two rushers, yeah. I mean, Jaden Daniels regressed this year. He looked solid last year. Like he showed flashes and showed the ability. Um, so that worries me. That always worries me. But yeah, I mean, he's got ten touchdowns, nine picks. And then on the flip side, Graham Mertz is fucking trash. So that scares me too. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Wisconsin. I had it circled, got cold feet. Um, but yeah, give me the Badgers minus six. Give me the under forty one and a half. Justin, which side are you leaning? Um, yeah, I'm on Wisconsin minus six as well. Like Nick said, um, Rashad White is out, who had a thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns this year, and their other other running back transferred. Plus, both their corners opted out. So, yeah, give me the Badgers minus six. I mean, their their defense is just something you can't overlook. Yeah. They um, only give up 240 yards a game, and they only allow 16.5 points per game. So, with that being said, give me give me the Badgers minus six. Okay, so we have a consensus there. Um. All right, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl we've got. Uh, the number 17 rank Wake Forest Demon Deacons taking on Rutgers. So this is a fill-in spot for Rutgers, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. I don't remember who was supposed to be in this spot. Texas A&M. That's right. Okay. Um, I It's not showing up with the line, but I saw it earlier. So, yeah, Wake Forest is 15-point favorites. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, there's no way I can take Rutgers. I'm not on them either, but and then the uh, the number the total. It's like what happened to Wake Forest against Pitt. Well, there's a the turnovers there because it was a close game for the first half, and well, Wake Forest was running it up. Yeah, and then they started turn. They threw like three or four interceptions in the second half. I don't know if that that's going to happen against. Um, I just don't know how Rutgers is going to be able to keep up with them. Yeah. That's the main – yeah, that's what I have. I just – I don't think they have enough offense to keep keep it close. I was leaning under 62 because Rutgers can't fucking score. Yeah. And then if there's – if they can do anything, it's play defense, but not really. I mean, I don't know. This is another – I have nothing written down other than Rutgers is a fill-in for the Gator Bowl. Uh, they're not supposed to be here. Essentially, they're playing with house money. There's no expectations. I know. That's the only thing that worries me is like, oh, they got. It's like all of a sudden Wake Forest was preparing for one team. And then yeah. it's like, oh. And Rutgers kind of has this new life now. Like, And Wake Forest is probably less motivated to go yeah, they Rutgers. Yeah, they, they, they want to play A&M. Yeah. And be able to end their, end their season with a statement. And I don't know. Yeah. This is a really tough one. Justin, what side are you on? I'm on Wake Forest minus 15. Okay. Okay. Um, any reason why? Um, yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be playing A and M, obviously. Um Rutgers is the only team in the bowl uh that's in a bowl game that has a losing record. Um Yeah, I mean typically you gotta well, you gotta hit six wins to be bowl eligible. Yeah. I really don't think they're that good at all. Um yeah, I, I really don't have anything. There was no this. other six win team that could get in. Yeah, I feel like you could. Find they a were the team. um no, so Hawaii was the only six win team that had a losing record. 
their bowl game got canceled. Mm -hmm. Rutgers is five and seven. Yes, they had the highest team GPA or some shit, and that's why they got picked. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I this one, I don't want to. If there was one that I didn't have to pick, it would be this one. Um, so what are you what are you taking then? Um, Wake Forest minus fifteen. Just because when I look at like Wake and when they play a team that um, you look at the the, the history this year of the scores mm-hmm. when they play a team that's not that good offensively they usually can blow them out. Yeah, beat yeah in Boston College, but let me look at Clemson, dude. Clemson sucks on fucking offense. <laughs> yeah. They put up forty eight. But did you? Yeah, <laughs> Clemson is against, shit um, on where offense. Where did they play today? Who Clemson? Iowa State. You know, Which a is a good, defense, it though. is a good defense, but good lord, that dude Ogalele sucks. Um, mm, dude, fifteen's a lot. It is fifteen's a lot. Like if it was, if we could have caught it at thirteen and a half when it opened up, that would have been nice. But yeah, fifteen's a- in Jacksonville. Good weather. Rutgers early. Is it early? It is early. Ten a.m. Rutgers has. I new- mean, Mar- Maryland beat Rutgers forty to sixteen. <laughs> they lost to Penn State twenty eight to nothing. I know Wisconsin dropped fifty two on them. Jesus Christ! So it's like you look at when they go against a team with a good o- or anything that resembles an offense. I know, but but it's the same thing that I was saying. Like Wake Forest defense is shit. So it's like, is their defense so bad that Rutgers offense is gonna look better than it really is? Or is Rutgers' offense so bad that it's going to make Wake Forest's defense look better than it is? Yeah. I wish I had the answer to that because I, I don't I like would the bet quarterback with for uh, Rutgers. He's oh no, he's trash. But I don't really shit. like Hartman that much. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. I got a bad taste in my mouth after the Pitt game, which was great for me. I was on Pitt, but uh, and the uh, under. I think somehow the under. Hit. Yeah. Remember there was like eight consecutive <laughs> yeah. three and outs. And if one of them would have resulted in points, then I would it would have hit over. Um, but yeah, I mean, God bless, dude. Fuck. What side? What? Where's the money at? It's, it's got to be on Wake. Forest, yeah, dude. it's got to be on Wake. Oh God, Greg Schiano's gonna lead them in there. No, sharp money's on Rutgers. Yeah, that's because they're idiots. Only one. Um. And the money's on Wake. Yeah, I meant sharp money, but just take the under sixty-two. Ah, uh, yeah, so they can go up there and run their delayed fucking RPO, but then move fast as fuck to the line of scrimmage after they run it. March down there, twenty-one points. It just in the seems first to like a weird spot for how they were all. They probably weren't even on campus. They were probably uh, yeah. home. Oh, no, they're Christmas. all home. Yeah. I'm and a, then they're I'm coming take, back. It's like, oh shit! Now we gotta play again. I'll take the under. So you gotta wonder what, which, what, psychologically, what motor then? Oh, we were out. This at home. game will get canceled. All like for if the you year. Suck, you're like you don't like you know you're. And you're then they're like, oh no, go we back. got one yeah. more game. Yeah, I don't know. This game will probably get canceled. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take the under sixty-two. Um. All right, so y'all are taking Wake with the points. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. Um, all right, next we have the 
Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Washington State versus Central Michigan. These are two teams that were supposed to be playing other teams, but now they're playing each other. Central Michigan is plus seven and a half, unless that has changed as well. It is, looks like it's down to seven. Yeah, I have seven. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Um, like I said, two teams that are supposed to be playing other opponents. It's going to be a chilly night in El Paso, but the ball is going to be flying around the yard. Uh, Central Michigan's rushing attack will open things up for the passing game. Give me the over 57.5. I'm also taking Central Michigan plus 7. I'm not betting against that pudgy quarterback. I'm not doing it. Mm, Yep. Uh, I'm also on the pudgy quarterback plus 7 and the over. And uh, Yeah, I'm not betting Max and Anders ever again. No. Um, I had a little bit on this. Um. Well, let us hear it. Uh, Washington State will be without leading rusher Max Borgie, who opted out. They'll also be without right tackle Abraham Lucas and cornerback Jalen Watson. Uh, the level of competition between these two teams is a little bit different, but CMU only gives up 131 yards per game on the ground, and Washington State will be without their leading rusher. So I feel like this will be a more airy type of game plan for the Cougars, so that's kind of uh, my reasoning for the over. What do you but, mean plan for? Oh, for okay for Washington State. Yeah, I thought you were saying pl- like plan for the Cougars to cover. I was going to say we're on the Chippewas. No, yeah, we're on the uh, Chippewas. Okay, so yeah, give me the over and Central Michigan plus seven. All right, Nick, which side are you on? Um, I'm on Central Michigan. Okay, and they got to be able to run it. Yes, because if they can't, then it's a it's game over. That's why I said Russian attack. Washington State's a good football team. Yeah, but they give up 100. No, yeah, they give up over 160 yards rushing a game. Yeah, but I mean, I just look at some of the competition they played. I don't know. This one was one that worried me a little bit because I was probably going to take Central Michigan against Boise State plus seven. I think it was just around the same spread. Mm-hmm. But um, this one worries me a little bit more just because of Washington State's offense. Uh. I don't know exactly how to say his name, but Delora, their quarterback. Yeah, Delora. He's like so-so, has a good game, has a bad game. If we can get a bad game out of him, that'd, be, that'd help. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Daniel Richardson is going to carry us on his pudgy back to the promised land, so I wouldn't even worry about it. Um, you're just on the spread, not the total? Yep. Okay. All right, so we have another consensus there. And now... Uh, the the two games that everybody's been waiting for, the two biggest games of the week by far. We'll start it off with the Cotton Bowl, number four ranked Cincinnati Bearcats versus the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Bama is 13 and a half point favorites. This has come down a half point from 14. Who wants to go first? Let me go. All right, this one might be my lock of the week. Don't know yet. Uh, but Cincinnati has had an incredible year so far, and they're the last unbeaten team. Um, I really don't think this game will be too close. Nick Saban has had a couple weeks to dissect Cincinnati and their weak spots, so um, I like that. Obviously, losing Mechie was a big blow, but Jamison Williams has really had a good year, and um, I think he'll really step up. Not that he hasn't, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati does have a really good secondary, so if Bama can get the run game going early, then I think that'll really open it up. 
But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Bama minus 13 and a half. I feel like in large part, Jamison Williams, I mean, he's a very good player, but he's had a very good year in large part because of Mechie. A lot of a lot of attention has been on uh, Mechie. So given, and I mean, quickly people realize that Jamison Williams is probably their best receiver. I mean, Mechie's good, but I feel like Williams has been more productive. Um I'm going to take Bama, too. I've been saying it. I've been saying it all year that I think Cincinnati is overrated, and I do believe that. But it's been a weird, it's been a weird Bama year. Um, Bryce Young's going to have to play really well, like really, really well. He's going to have to have to have a Georgia, a Georgia style performance. I think Cincinnati's going to be fired up. I, 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 this is one that um, I don't think. This is going to be like a 21 nothing Bama lead and then kind of coast. I think Cincinnati's going to kind of hang in there at least for, I'd say, about a quarter and a half. And then I would expect Bama to kind of close out the first half in a good way and then make – I mean, Saban's good at making the halftime adjustments. And But I, I don't know that this – this doesn't feel like a slam dunk after looking at it and, and diving into it like I thought it was going to be. Um, I was kind of hoping it would have got matched up with Georgia and Cincinnati. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take Bama with the points. But I'm, which side are you on? Alabama. Okay. I agree with Justin. Too, many, too much time to prepare. This team – I just – there's no other team that prepares like this team's going to prepare under their head coach. So um, when you give them this amount of time to prepare against, let's just face it, inferior talent, mm-hmm. like Alabama's everybody on the team's gone to the NFL, okay? So Yeah, I mean, probably, well, yeah. Mechie yeah. goes down, bring the next guy that's going to go to the NFL and put yeah. him in his place. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's secondary's good. So that worries you a little bit, but where Alabama's going to have the biggest advantage is on the offensive line and the defense and their defensive line. They're going to the wreak trenches. havoc against um, Ritter. Ritter, that's the thing. If Ritter has a, some type of magical game, that's the only way that Alabama doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. So that's all I can see. I think Alabama will be able to run it against Cincinnati as much as they want, and then when if they aren't, then. Obviously, Bryce Young's going to be able to, yeah, open I mean, it up through the air. Yeah, I mean, we saw what Bryce Young can do with his legs. Um, I mean, we've seen it all year, but we really saw it against Georgia. That was the difference in that game. Um, did you know before you made your pick that Kobe Bryant with a C is wearing number eight, changing his number from oh, yeah. seven to eight to honor the Kobe? No, Bryant. I did not know that. That's something we need to take into consideration. I um, don't think Kobe Bryant is uh that good. You don't think he's the first corner off the board? I I I haven't really thought about who's the prospects are, but I definitely think that he can be taken advantage of. He ain't better than Derek Stingley. Um, oh no, no. So so yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all on Bama. Um, this is one of those ones. I have that illness where like I'm like that's a lot of points. I always look at the whoever Bama's playing. I look at the other team. Um. And more times than not, it burns me, except when I'm on Notre Dame. Um, but, yeah, all right, we're all on Bama. I'm not on the point total at all there. So, All right, the Orange Bowl, number three Georgia Bulldogs versus the number two Michigan Wolverines. Michigan is seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. 
Um, total sits at 45 and a half. This one is kind of tough. Really tough. So, um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, I'm going to take the dogs seven and getting seven and a half, given seven and a half. Uh, Michigan hasn't played a team with tight ends like Georgia. I think that position group could be the X factor in this one. Uh, if they can get the, the run game going, kind of neutralize Hutchinson a little bit. Pickens obviously made some plays against Bama, which I believe that was his first game back from the ACL or whatever the fuck injury he had. So if he can be a little bit more of a factor there. Georgia's defense is fucking damn good. They just ran into the Heisman Trophy winner who basically put Bama's offense on his back. I don't think McNamara is going to be able to do that. They do have a very good rushing attack, but Georgia's the defense to stop that. And then I think Georgia's going to put up more points than people are expecting. I'm going to take the over 45 and a half in this one. Which side are y'all leaning? Um, Georgia. <laughs> and I agree with what you said. I think Georgia, there's no team that's more eager to get back on the football field than Georgia is. After okay. that loss to Bama, so, exactly. That's what I was thinking. You look at that game and it's like it kind of got out of hand there. But, dude, they kind of – they didn't really lay down there at the end. They kind of kept trying to claw their way back mm-hmm. into it. I, I, It could have been way worse than the final score actually was. But, um, no, I think that Georgia is going to be able to run the ball against Michigan a lot like Michigan State was able to. And I think that this is by far the toughest defense that Michigan's going to have to play this year. I don't know how much Michigan's going to be able to score here. Yeah, I, I, they're not dropping 42. Like like the Iowa defense is overrated. Iowa as a whole team is overrated. Georgia's defense is far and away, like you said, the best defense that they're going to play. We watched them struggle with Rutgers. We watched them struggle with somebody else too. Who was it? Was it Wisconsin? No, not really. But Rutgers was a 20-13 to 13 win. Nebraska, they won by three. Uh, they, And then obviously we saw they lost to Michigan State. I feel like Michigan has overachieved, um, and it's just they're not they're not up to this level of competition. Georgia's going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. They know they feel that they're destined for that rematch with Bama, which will be an incredible fucking game if that's the way it plays out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I agree. I don't know how much Michigan's going to be able to score in this one, and I think, I mean Stetson Stetson Bennett is going to have to answer a lot of questions after a very poor performance against Alabama. So I think he will. I think he'll be up to the task, and then that will set the table for the uh, national championship rematch against Alabama. Which side are you leaning, Justin? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be one of the more better games uh, of all the bowl games this year. Uh, Both teams have really good defenses. Georgia probably has the best defense in the country, and Michigan is led by Aiden Hutchinson. Um, he's one of the best players in the country, but the seven and a half point spread scares me a little bit. I mean, if it was like six and a half, I think I would take Georgia, but, um, I'm going to take the under here at 45 and a half. Okay. Um, 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 you got anything else on this game? Oh, it's my lock. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I don't know how much they're going to be able to score. I just got to keep telling myself to make myself feel better about it. Um, I do think Michigan's overachieved. So the the, the Cinderella story clock's got to got to strike mid- midnight eventually. So, um, all right. Saturday, New Year's six, but really there's only five. I don't know who started calling it the New Year's six. You have the Outback Bowl, Penn State taking on the number twenty one ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas is two point favorites in this one. Um, this is an interesting one. No, no, uh, Jahan Dotson for Penn State. No Traylon Burks for Arkansas. Yeah. Which side are y'all leaning? Both opted out for the uh, for the draft. I'm on Penn State plus two. Okay. Penn State's also without. Their top two tacklers. Yep. Both linebackers, Brandon Smith and Ellis Brooks, along with their safety, Jaquan Br- Br- Brisker. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm worried about picking a side here because of all that. Mm-hmm. I would lean Penn State, I guess, but um, I also could see Arkansas covering. So um, I'm going to go over 48. Okay. I'm going to take the Razorbacks. I think the SEC makes a turnaround in this – uh this week of bowl season. So 0 and 4 start for the SEC. I think now the uh the better teams are going to represent SEC ain't gonna have a they're not they're not gonna be at the bottom. They're at the bottom of the barrel right now in conferences on the uh the uh bowl mania. So I'll go with Arkansas. I All don't right, I'll go with Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> That's where I I would go with Arkansas just because of uh they still got their quarterback. Yeah. So I like I, I like Pittman. Be able I, to run the ball. I like the coach. He's I, and don't get me wrong. I like James Franklin too. Um, but James Franklin just got that deal. He's uh, he's got no fire. It's the Outback Bowl. Nobody gives a fuck except that coach for Arkansas. I'm gonna take the over as well. Okay. At 48. Okay. So y'all are both on the over. Justin's on Penn State. Me and Nick are on Arkansas. So. Okay. Okay, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. This one is actually going to be my lock of the week. Um, you got the number nine rank Oklahoma State. What are they, the fucking Cowboys? Um, yeah. Yeah. Taking on uh, the number five ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Notre Dame is two and a half point favorites. Marcus Freeman's first uh, first game as a head coach. Two solid teams, both sitting at nine and three against the spread. The biggest thing in this game, running back Kyron Williams, star running back, and star safety Kyle Hamilton are both opting out for the NFL draft. Uh, Notre Dame's second leading rusher is the backup quarterback. So, that, Pine? Nope. Cone? No. He is with uh, – or, yeah, yeah, Cone is with fucking the, the uh, quarterback. But, yeah, it's Tyler Buckner. Okay. Buchner. Um, I don't think that, uh, you can put it on Jack Cohn and have him win the game for you. So somebody would have to step up in a big way, rushing the football, which they very well may. It's Notre Dame, but senior running back Jalen Warren is back at practice for Oklahoma state. The defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles is leaving for Ohio state's vacant DC position, but will be coaching in this one. Send him out on a high note. Give me Oklahoma state plus two and a half. Give me the over 45 and a half as well. Uh, Spencer Sanders needs to protect the football, and that's pretty much it. Don't throw, don't turn it over four times, and then they should be able to, uh, I think, win this game outright. And Marcus Freeman gets off to a 
not ideal start as the new head coach of Notre Dame. Uh, Oklahoma State plus two and a half is my lock. Yeah, I'm on Oklahoma State too. Notre Dame being without their best two players, that's that's too much to overcome here. I th- even with them, it, it would to me it would be around to pick them because I would say that Oklahoma State has a top five defense, and then that Notre Dame really, other than when they played Wisconsin. And they magically were able to blow them out somehow. But the st- statistically, it was a lot closer than the score indicated. Um, but, yeah, this is just a too tough of a test. The third downs are going to be the big big problem here for Notre Dame. I just I don't see them converting a lot of third downs and, and scoring a lot of points against Oklahoma State. So Yeah, I said over. I meant under. The key here is going to be um, Oklahoma State needs to just run the ball. And they'll probably win the game. Yeah. So don't put – I don't know. Don't Just get crazy. Don't throw don't it get to the stupid. other team, all yeah. right? Yeah. Throw it to the orange guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I said over. I meant under 45 and a half. So, uh, Justin, which side are you on? Um, I'm on Notre Dame, actually, minus two and a half. I didn't like this one at all, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Notre Dame minus two and a half. Why is that? Um, I mean – I don't like it, but Oklahoma State is without their D coordinator. And no, they're not. Oh, they're not? That's what I said. Yeah, he's coaching for this game. Oh, okay. But he's, I said. he's still Jim, going to Jim Knowles. He's leaving. Out. Jim Knowles okay. is going to be the Ohio State defensive coordinator, but he is coaching in this one. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm taking Notre Dame. Okay. All right. Um. The VRBO Citrus Bowl, number 15-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes versus the number 22-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky is three-point favorites. Who wants it? I'll go first. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take Kentucky, minus three, and I'm going to take the under at 44. Last time we saw Iowa play, they got dismantled by Michigan, 42-3. to Iowa will be without their leading rusher, Tyler Goodson, who had 1,000 yards on the ground this year. Um Iowa also doesn't know who's starting at quarterback either because um, their starter has a lingering shoulder issue. Um, I think he's expected to start. Petrus is starting. Is he? He is. Um, yeah, but uh, essentially, yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm on Kentucky minus three in the under 44 as well. That was one of the main things I had written down is that Tyler Goodson is going to the draft. Uh, it's a huge loss for Iowa. Goodson has 256 rushing attempts. The next two running backs have 93 combined carries. So... Not similar to what we're seeing with Notre Dame, uh, what we're seeing with a lot of teams, uh, the the best guys, like we you've been talking about all bowl season. Uh, a lot of guys are opting out this year a lot more than normal. Yeah, you got to expand it. I don't know that Tyler Goodson is a uh, guy that should be opting out. Good running back, will definitely get drafted, but it's like it's not going to be a not going to be a top ten pick. No, but there's be, a lot of guys like that. Be lucky to be a first rounder, probably. No, he would. Um, He'd be lucky to be drafted in the first three rounds. Yeah, so it's like that's not an opt out worthy guy. Uh, Kentucky is without wide receiver Josh Ali. Uh, they lost him due to a car accident, just temporarily. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll take the Wildcats and I'll take the under. Which side are you leaning? Yeah, I think the story of the game is going to be Kentucky's going to be able to run the football, and Iowa's not. So that Iowa struggled to run a football with goods and without them it's it's going to be even worse mm-hmm. so I don't see any way for Iowa to be able to win this game but it worries me a little bit because historically I just remember Iowa 
they always play well in bowl games, it seems. But I'm still going to go with Kentucky here, minus three. Yeah, I feel like they've played a lot of shitty teams to close out the year, uh, which Nebraska's not. They kind of feel like we're trending in the right direction towards the end of the year. But Illinois is not good. Northwestern's not good. Uh, Minnesota is wishy-washy as shit. So they're 4-1 and one in their last five, but an absolute dismantling by Michigan, 42-3. to three. Uh, Kentucky averages over 200 rushing yards a game. I think that they're going to be able to have a lot of success on the ground. Run the ball, control the clock, make Petrus beat you. I think he's going to have to have a heroic performance for them to win this game, to cover this game, let alone win this game. So I don't see it happening. Um. All right. What do they refer to this one as? The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Uh, number eleven ranked Utah versus number six ranked six ranked Ohio State. Ohio State's four and a half point favorites. Um, Utah's your team. I'll let you go first. I love Utah. Here, just kidding. Um, <laughs> even though Ohio State's without uh their best wide receivers, Olave and Wilson, I I just I think they still have enough. They to, got they have sti- they have their statistically their best wide receiver. Yeah, but obviously yeah, he's not the best, but statistically he has been contributing uh up there with the main two. Um so. yeah. I don't know. I think that they still have enough with him and then the running backs. The quarterback's really good. I I just Utah's defense is good, but um I think Ohio State's seen better. So even though with all the players out, I think Ohio State has enough on offense. I love Utah, but I just don't know if they'll have enough offense to keep this one close. So you don't think that they're going to be able to control the trenches like we saw them do against Oregon? Because Michigan just manhandled Ohio State. Yeah, but I think that Michigan in the trenches is probably um, – a top two or three team in yeah the no whole definitely so I don't I don't consider Utah it was uh, impressive what Utah did back to back though against Oregon yeah but we just saw I mean look Oregon's just not that good yeah is, is what I see yeah I mean yeah no I'm on Ohio State as well but I'm worried I'm worried about um if. Utah is going to be able to have. I, I don't like the quarterback that much. He's not bad. Is it rising? Yeah, he's good. But um, the biggest thing here is going to be, I just think this spread should be at least a touchdown. Yeah. So give it to me minus four. Yeah, no, like I I love that Stroud, what is he, a freshman? He's a true freshman. So he's not going anywhere for a while. So it's a Rose Bowl. They're going to be fired up for it. Um, So I don't think it would be for lack of effort. So, yeah, I'll take the Buckeyes as well. Justin, which side are you on? I'm on the Buckeyes as well. This is also my lock of the week. Okay. Um, Even with their opt-outs, I mean, I still think they have a bunch of weapons. So, um, yeah, and I think they're going to come into this game with a with a chip on their shoulder. So, give me the Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, this will be a good opportunity, the opportunity for Smith and Jigba to be like, like, yeah, those two are the guys going in the first round. But... Like he's the next, like mm-hmm. he he's the next, uh, the next guy in the long list of Ohio State wide receivers because he'll be a junior next year. So this will be a good opportunity for him to, um, like I say, I say, assert himself as one of those top guys. But I mean, statistically, he's having an incredible year. So, but all right, we are all in agreement there. Then we have the Sugar Bowl. 
Um, number seven, ba- Baylor versus number eight, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is one and a half point favorites in New Orleans in the Dome. Um, I don't have a lot on this one, I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to take Baylor getting the points, and I'm going to take the over 55 and a half. Uh, quarterback Blake Shapin looked really good against um, Oklahoma State, a good defense in Oklahoma State. Uh, there was a couple, like, if I remember correctly, a couple, like, eh, throws where a guy made a really good catch. There was a couple iffy decisions, I guess, mm-hmm. but um, I think that he – he impressed me enough that I'm willing to take them with the Baylor defense. Is Bohannon going to be back, though? I think so, yeah. Is he? They're yeah. hinting that he's going to be healthy. Yeah, you're bouncing too much. I can hear that. Um, oh, his chair is broken. No, I know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Is Bohannon playing? I, I don't think. It, said I don't know if it's um decided yet, but they were hinting that he was probably going to be healthy for the game. Yeah, but does that mean they're going with him? Because I think their backup is now. I don't know what, hurt. if they were going to. The guy who's been back. I mean, he was their the quarterback game. the whole season. Yeah. Um. And he was he did pretty well. So there's a question leading up to the Sugar Bowl will revolve around who will start a quarterback, Blake Shapin or Jerry Bohannon, Gary, whatever the fuck's name is, head coach Dave Aranda said he believes the latter will be healthy by New Year's Day, so meaning Bohannon. Uh, okay, give me the over 55. I'm going to scratch Baylor. I don't I don't I don't really I don't like I don't like Bohannon that much. So, um Yeah, just give me the over 55 and a half. Yeah, I'm on the over as well, but I'm uh, uh take Ole Miss minus one. Okay. Because I don't think Corral's playing this game to lose it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think he is either, but it always worries me like I don't know. He, he's, he's tough, don't get me wrong, but it's like if you get a little nicked up, do you just like mm, not yeah, worth it? I don't it? know. It would be kind of um He's definitely a competitor contradictory to what he's been saying. Yeah, and he's definitely he seems like he's a competitor. And he wouldn't, but just whenever people have money sitting right there on the table, like you, that's why I've been saying it about Stingley for fucking years. Like the fact that you can do nothing and be a top five draft pick, it seems like it's tough to suit up and go out there and throw your body into another human being. So uh, definitely with the way Corral plays, likes to scramble a lot, doesn't really like to slide. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he like I said, he doesn't catch me as a guy who's going to do that, but it always just worries me a little bit. Uh, but, all right, so you are on Ole Miss and the over? Yeah. Okay, Justin, which side are you leaning? Um, I'm on Ole Miss, too. Um, where are they at? Minus one now. Uh, I like how Corral's staying in this game, and he's using uh, using it to fire up his team. So, I think. Yeah, I see, I see one and a half. One and a half? Yeah, that's okay. what I've had it at the whole time. Okay. Is um, it one or one? I when I went to bed it it was one. Okay. Um. I see one and a half on multiple different places. Um. Like on the where I bet my games it was one. Okay. I mean, yeah. Regardless, either way. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever y'all got it. I'm not even on the spread. So. Are you on Baylor? No, I'm on Ole Miss. I yeah. haven't placed my bet yet. I got it at one. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take I'll take minus one then. 
Um, I don't think there's any opt-outs on Ole Miss's side. Uh, I didn't see any, not that I know of. Um, Corral's playing, that's what matters. Yeah, that's the only thing that matters. So, yeah, give me them. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just going to confirm. Yeah, so offensive coordinator Jeff Levy is leaving, but I think he's supposed to coach. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing major on the Ole Miss side of things. Well, really nothing at all, at least nothing that they're reporting. Uh, okay, so I'm on the over 55 and a half. Y'all are on Ole Miss. Minus one. Hmm. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to just stick with what I got. All right. The Tax Act Texas Bowl, LSU versus Kansas State. Kansas State is three-point favorites. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, sorry. Where are you leaning? <laughs> That's a tough one. Did we ever find anything out about who's going to play the quarterback? No, not that I saw. But if it's Kirkland, I'm betting a lot on uh, Kansas State. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not betting. I'm not betting on fucking Kirkland to play quarterback. I'm not doing it. Um, Brennan's not expected to play. Obviously, they don't want to get rid of. Uh, well, Nussmeyer doesn't want to get rid of it. Red shirt. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, because, yeah. 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 I mean, he's got all these players around him. It's like he might as well save that in case he can tra- wants to transfer. Yeah, Trey Palmer's in the transfer portal. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Thanks for almost fumbling it there at the end, bastard. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna take Kansas State minus three and a half. LSU has better players, but I don't know that LSU has any players right now. I mean, who's who's? So we lost um, the linebacker and Damone Clark is. We have depth at defensive line, though. Yeah, we do. So Farrell being out, I mean, that doesn't bother me too much. Give me the um, under forty-eight as well. I'm I'm definitely taking LSU here, getting points. Okay. Um, I'm also taking LSU getting points here. Okay. Alrighty. Um, are y'all on the point total at all? No. No, but I like the under. Okay. So they are on LSU. I'm on Kansas State and I'm on the under forty eight as well. So I will go ahead and recap mine real quick and then we will move on to the NFL. Um in the Mayo Bowl, give me North Carolina minus ten and the under fifty seven. The Music City Bowl, give me Tennessee minus five and a half and the over sixty four and a half. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, give me Pitt plus three and the over 56. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin minus six and under 41 and a half. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, give me the under 62. Give me in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Washington State versus Central Michigan. Give me Central Michigan plus seven and the over 57 and a half. The first of the two college football playoff games, give me Alabama minus 13 and a half. And the second of the two, give me Georgia minus seven and a half and the over 45 and a half. Then on Saturday, the New Year's six, but really five, give me Arkansas minus one in the Outback Bowl. Uh, my lock of the week is going to be Oklahoma State plus two and a half in the Fiesta Bowl. And then I'm also on the under 45 and a half as well. The VRBO Citrus Bowl, I'm taking Kentucky minus three and the under 44. 
The Rose Bowl, I'm taking Ohio State minus four and a half. The All-State Sugar Bowl, I'm taking the over 55 and a half between Baylor and Ole Miss. And then in the Tax Act, Texas Bowl, I'm going to take Kansas State minus three and a half. And I'm going to take the under 48 as well. I'm on South Carolina plus 10 and the North Carolina, South Carolina under 57. And the Transgender Music City Bowl, I'm taking uh, the over 64 and a half. And the Pitt versus Michigan State, I'm going with Michigan State minus three. I'm taking Wisconsin minus six. Wake Forest minus 15. Central Michigan plus seven. Penn State at versus Arkansas, I'm taking the over 48. And I'm also taking Arkansas minus two. I'm taking Oklahoma State plus two, Kentucky minus three. I'm taking Ohio State minus four. I'm taking Ole Miss minus one. And the Baylor Ole Miss over 55 and a half. I'm taking LSU plus three and a half. And in the college football playoff, I'm taking Alabama minus 13 and a half. And Georgia minus seven and a half as my lock of the week. Okay, Justin. Uh, I'm taking North Carolina minus 10. Taking Tennessee minus five and a half and the over sixty four and a half. Um, Michigan State and Pitt. I'm taking the under at fifty five and a half. Um, Wisconsin minus six against Arizona State. Then I'm taking Wake Forest minus fifteen against Rutgers. Then Central Michigan plus seven and the over at fifty seven and a half. I think. In what, Central Michigan? Yeah, in Washington State. It is, yes, 57 yeah. and a half. Then I'm taking Alabama minus 13 and a half against Cincinnati. Georgia and Michigan, I'm taking under at 45 and a half. Um, Penn State plus two and the over 48. Um, Notre Dame minus two against Oklahoma State. Kentucky minus three and the under 44 against Iowa. Ohio State minus four and a half against Utah. That's my lock of the week. Ole Miss minus one and a half against Baylor. And LSU plus three and a half against Kansas State. Okay, there you go. That is our picks for essentially the final week of bowl season. Um, obviously, the national championship game will remain. Um, but, yeah, got to close it out strong. Um, this past week we were on the majority of the same, I would say, but this one, it's a little different. Everybody's kind of a little flip-flopped. Um, all right. NFL week 17. We'll recap week 16 real quick. Thursday night, Titans versus 49ers home team getting points. It's all you got to know. Titans plus three. We cover and win outright. I believe by, I don't remember. Yeah, how much they won by three. Yeah. So then Arizona minus one on Saturday, uh, Cardinals are struggling right now. They're definitely doing what they did last year, start off really strong, and then kind of kind of flounder as it gets to the end of the year. Uh, Baltimore-Cincinnati over 45. This one, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow had a record, a record day, over 500 passing yards. Um, it's a joke that people were trying to figure out who, who you should take, either Tua or Joe Burrow, so – that question has quickly been answered. Um, my lock of the week was the Jets in a pick 'em. 
uh, we got some help from Zach Wilson on like an 80-yard touchdown run from uh, whenever your quarterback can do that. That's always good. Bills plus one was an add on for me, uh, and it was my biggest bet of the week by far. Uh, they win outright by six, I think. And then I had the Saints and Dolphins over 38 and a half. This was a bad, bad pick. Ian Book is a bad, bad quarterback. Uh, and so is Tua. Tua sucks. So, but a four and two week, and we hit our lock. So, all in all, not a bad week. Nick, you had five plays. 49ers minus three. We're up at 10 at halftime, and they ended up losing 20 to 17. I guess Garoppolo had a bad second half. I don't know. I was too busy uh, ripping my hair out watching the Florida Gators commit penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals minus one. I think they lost a game by five, 22 17, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Ravens, Bengals over 45. The Ravens were without Lamar they, Jackson. They picked up the quarterback off the street mm-hmm. who used to play for the Jets and every other team in the NFL at one point. Um, and they still smashed us over. It was, it was at 45 at halftime. So, um, Bills minus one. I added this one late, and Rams minus three. I also added this one late, and they both covered. Was it minus one? Uh, plus one. I mean, okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It could it it could have flipped. I could have just wrote it wrong. But yeah, um, yeah. Two late additions both hit. Uh, Justin, you went three and one. Yeah, uh, I had the Titans plus three on Thursday night with you. Um, that one hit. Then Bills plus two and a half. That was my lock of the week. That one hit. Uh, Seahawks and Bears over 42 and a half. I want to say they got the over on like the final minute whenever the Bears got that go-ahead touchdown. Yeah, I'm guessing you did not know that it was going to snow. No, I did not. No, <laughs> not a bit. Um, yeah, the Saints minus three. I mean, that one sucked. Yeah, it is what it is. Um so I went four and two, brings me to 52, 51 and one, 11 and five in my locks of the week, though. So still going strong there. Nick went three and two, that brings him to 38, 48 and one. And then his locks of the week, I mean, I'm four and 12 and one. Okay, he erased it. So uh, Justin went three <laughs> and one, that brings him to 42 and 22 and 12 and four in his locks of the week. So we look ahead to week 17. No Thursday game this week, so we are not obligated to pick any game. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go back to them again. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus five and a half against the Cowboys. I think it's too many points. Yeah. Five and a half feels like too many points. For I feel a, like both of these teams aren't playing as well as they were. They're not. And I feel like the Cardinals need a game where they kind of wake up a little bit. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, these are actually a futures bets on both of these teams. So, um, both were looking really good to start and both slowed down. Cowboys have picked it up a little bit quicker than the Cardinals have. Um, but yeah, it feels like too many. It feels like too many points, plus five and a half. This is actually my lock of the week, too. So, not very confident about my locks this week. but I'm on that pick as well. Okay. You're obviously not, no. I'm guessing. Okay. Uh, what is your first one, then? I'm going to um, Chiefs Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals plus five. Okay. I'm actually on the over 50 and a half. Okay. Um, I thought about taking the Bengals. Getting, same thing, home team getting points. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but home team getting five points. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off of 
that record-setting performance worries me a little bit. So, I, it's like I, it's like I don't know why it does. I guess, but I don't know that. I mean, he's not going to do that again, obviously. But Joe Burrow's having an incredible year. So he's the highest graded pro football focus quarterback in the league. Tom Brady was, but then uh, he got blanked by the Saints. So Chiefs are clicking. It's two. It's two defenses that are playing well. But I swear, I I, I could, could be proven wrong. But I'm going to die on the hill that I don't think that the Chiefs are going to be able to sustain playing man-to-man coverage the way they are. They are living living and dying on man-to-man coverage. Uh, the Bengals have receivers that can torch man-to-man coverage specifically in Jamar Chase. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense appears to have uh, woken up, I would say. 48, 34, 36, their last three against uh, quality defenses. So I'm going to take the over 50 and a half in that one. Um, and we'll see what happens. So, are you on this game at all, Justin? No. Uh, Chiefs and Bengals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's my lock of the week. Um, the over is. Okay. At 50 and a half. Okay. Um, I'm also going to take the Titans. Minus three and a half at home. I don't fucking like the Dolphins. I don't think two is good. I think two is a bitch, to be quite honest. It's a lot of check downs. It's a lot of safe throws. People are like, ooh, Jalen Waddle's having a good year. I don't think a single one of his touchdowns have been on a catch longer than 10 yards all season. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. If it's more than 10, it's definitely not more than 15. So it's all little short fucking jet sweeps and little touch passes for Tua to pad his little bitch-ass stats. He's got 15 touchdowns and nine picks. He's not good. He's not a good quarterback. He's a game manager. Um, Jalen Waddle got me to the championship. Yeah, well, yeah, you were last in points scored, so it's a travesty that you're in the championship, to be quite honest. In a 12-man league, you had the 12th most points scored. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the uh, Dolphins aren't aren't going to be able to really run the ball on Tennessee, so it's going to be on Tua. I don't believe in Tua. Give me the Titans. What is your next one on Sunday? Um, Shit. I'm going to take Buffalo minus 14 and a half. Yeah, I was looking at it. Because I think the Falcons suck. I think, yeah, I think they're throwing in the towel. Well, I don't know because it's like they're fucking seven and eight, but they do suck. They're like, they're playing the worst football they've played all year on this stretch. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like they've, I just don't know how they'll be able to. I mean, look, Buffalo could come back down to earth and be like, play bad, play a bad game, and then the Falcons are able to keep it closer than I think. But I don't know, dude. Buffalo's got to have their shit together because they can't afford to slip up. Yeah. Yeah, I know A.J. Terrell's been playing pretty solid. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, I would would definitely lean Buffalo – but it's a it's it is a lot of points, so I decided to stay away. But all right, Justin, what is your next one? Uh, my next one is going to be the Chargers minus six and a half against the Broncos. They're on a two game skid, so I think they they turn it around here and get a win. Yeah, it's by t- seven points. It's tough. Uh, it's a divisional game. 
So it is divisional, right? Was it AFC yes. West? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's up with Teddy. I'm sure he's not playing. Drew Locke's in. Um, but it's a good Broncos defense, and it's a Chargers offense that is fucking struggling right now. So I, I looked at it. I'm going to stay away. Division games are tough. So uh, I am leaning towards potentially taking the Raiders, though. Plus six and a half. Kind of roll the dice. If Wentz is out, I fucking love it. Um, yeah, Sam Ellinger starting. Yeah, he sucks. Um, yeah, I think that's a plan. Or is, are they saying Wentz can come with back? With the new home? protocols, he okay. could potentially be back. If I had to guess, he's going to be back. It seems there's not a single athlete showing symptoms. So, um, But, yeah, I'll take the Raiders, plus six and a half. Raiders are eight and seven. Uh, Colts are fucking good. Been saying it all year. Jonathan Taylor's probably the best running back in the NFL with Derrick Henry being hurt. So um, it's kind of like everybody's wondering, is he going to be able to get to 2,000 yards? I don't think so. I'd be surprised. Uh, he's going to have to go over 100 the last three. Um, yeah, I don't know. Raiders are fucking – you don't know which Raiders team you're going to get. Um, but they've been through a shitload this season with their coach, you know, not liking, not liking the gays, um, going down that whole, that whole road, uh, their star wide receiver, uh, brutally killing a girl and a dog. So Raiders have been put through the ringer, but I'm going to take them. I'm going to hope that Carson Wentz is out. So Sam Ellinger sucks. Give me the Raiders plus six and a half. It's a lot of points. Even if Carson Wentz is playing, um, so I'll, I'll I'll roll the dice. I'll take the Raiders. What's your next one? I'm gonna take um the Lions plus six and a half on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at this one too. Um, it worries me. Like, I mean, the Lions know they fucking suck, and they got that win, and they got another win too. So they got, yeah. they've got two now. But um. I like Dan Campbell as a coach. I don't think I, I like. I think he's going to be able to rally the troops and keep them motivated. But it's like, at what point are they like, eh, okay, let's go to fucking? Port- I think that's where Seattle's at. You think? I think. I mean, the yeah, cruise, they are. Yeah, the band's breaking apart right now. Yeah, they're talking about Bobby Wagner's probably not. That's gonna a be good back point. Next year, that's a good point. Que- There's questions about the coach Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah, like who's going to be there? That know? is a good point. Because yeah, I mean, they're five and ten. They're not doing shit. So that is a good point. Um. Lions are ten and five against the spread too. They're badass. <laughs> um, okay, so my next one is uh, on Monday night. I'm going to take the Browns minus three. Baker sucks, but the Steelers suck worse. So that defense has been getting gashed in the run game, which is kind of surprising. Uh, so I'm looking for a big game out of Nick Chubb. Uh, Baker needs a big game out of Nick Chubb, so he needs to not throw throw four interceptions. Uh, would have been the difference. They still had a chance to win that game, so their defense is playing well. Uh, get the run game going. We saw who was it that was just gashing the shit out of uh, Pittsburgh. Um, not that Kansas long ago. City probably ran it all over them. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Was it the Chargers, or was it? I bet against Pittsburgh, and they couldn't stop them. Who was it? Was it Tennessee? Joe Mixon. No, it definitely wasn't Joe Mixon. It was Thursday night game. Yeah, who was that? Oh, Dalvin maybe? Dalvin Cook. Yep, yep it was Dalvin Cook. 
He rushed for 200 and something. Yeah, they were gashing the shit out of him. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns in that one. And then I'm looking at Jacksonville plus 15 and a half. Like, that one's tough because Bill Belichick shits on rookie uh, rookie quarterbacks. But, mm, I don't know. I really want to do it, but I, I don't know if I'm going to. What's at stake right now? Who can anybody like um All I know seal is seal the first seal a first round bye this week? Um it's not like it's been in previous years, you know. Yeah, I know. I don't know, but I know they're giving New England a 9% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Okay. So, that's not good. But that leads me to believe that they're not going to get the number 1 seed. Um yeah, but I mean Buffalo's in control, mm-hmm. and then Kansas City's in first place. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, there's still. But it two felt weeks. like it felt everybody's like th- right there with each other. So there's still two weeks. It felt like three weeks ago, though. People were talking about like, "Oh, is this Patriots team poised to win a Super Bowl?" Like, yeah. Like, no, Mac Jones is not there. He's not going to be able to lead you to a Super Bowl, in my opinion. Not yet. Um. But that's why I fucking hate ESPN because now they're like, oh, will Bill Belichick ever win another Super Bowl? Three weeks ago, y'all were just praising him. When we saw Mac Jones throw three passes all game and win. Oh, Bill Belichick, best coach of all time. Yeah, well, they act like the season. They're both nine and six, right? So. But them both being who? The Bills and the Patriots. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And they both have one win against each other. I think Buffalo somehow has the tiebreaker or whatever, but. Yeah, maybe strength um, the schedule, maybe. But it's like Buffalo loses one game down the stretch, and then New England wins out, and New England's the division winner. It's like, bro, there's still a lot of season left in these last two weeks, more that, more so than usual where it's like certain teams in this week would be yeah, sitting their starters and yeah. shit because they already clinched a bye or something. Yeah, it's not written in stone yet by any means. It, there's plenty of teams in contention. I mean, the game was close. Yeah. No, yeah, it was. They didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't play bad. It wasn't. It, I wasn't like. I felt good, but it wasn't like okay, we can relax. Um. Yeah, fuck it. I'll take Jacksonville. Why not? What do I have to lose? Jacksonville plus fifteen and a half. I have no idea why, but something's telling me to do it. It's a lot of points. Trevor Lawrence sucks, but um, yeah, maybe they maybe they keep it close. Who knows? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, that's it for me. So yeah, that I'm done too. Okay, Justin, how many more do you have? Um, two more, but it's on the same game. So uh, I have the Bears minus six against the Giants, and I'm also taking the under at thirty-seven. Okay. Um, and I'm done. Under 37, 14 degrees, doesn't look like any. No wind? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't say wind. That's uh, what matters. No, I know, but if it was fucking snowing, that would be a problem too. But, yeah, no no, uh, no precipitation in the forecast. Um, I enjoyed the Bears' uh, victory because I almost hedged on that parlay, decided not to. Uh, had the Bears, I think, plus seven. They win by one. So that was uh, that was nice. Yeah, I mean. And it was like a little struggle there for the whole game. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was like, oh, the, they would go down like 10, 
then then no. they end up winning at the end somehow. Well, they went for two. Yeah. That's why I said, yeah, thank you, God. They ended up getting it. I couldn't give two fucks. I couldn't care if they got it or didn't get it. I just was happy that they went for two, meaning there was no overtime in the cards. Um, but even then, I think it, I think I had it seven, so overtime wouldn't have mattered either. Yeah, it wouldn't have. Um, but, yeah, no, I think maybe – I don't fucking know. There was a chance that if they would have kicked the extra point that Seattle would have been able to do something. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, yeah, going to drive and win by seven. So And then I push. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Okay, so you're on the Bears and the under, mm-hmm. and that's it for you. Okay, so my lock of the week's Arizona plus five and a half. I'm on the uh, Kansas City-Cincinnati over 50 and a half. I'm on the Titans minus three and a half, the Raiders plus six and a half, Jacksonville plus 15 and a half, and Monday night I am on the Browns minus three. I'm on um, Buffalo minus 14. I'm on Cincinnati minus uh, plus five at home. And then I'm on uh, the Lions minus six and a half. I mean, God, I'm on the Lions plus six and a half as my lock of the week. God. <laughs> All right, Justin. I'm on the Cardinals plus five and a half against the Cowboys. Chargers minus six and a half against the Broncos. Bears minus six against the Giants and the under at 37. And my lock of the week is the Chiefs and Bengals over 50 and a half. Okay, there you go. NFL week 17. That is the uh, uh, our picks in the book. I mean, typically... These last few weeks are any indicator. The NFL picks are the ones you want. Um, all right. Episode 100. Triple digits. The century mark. Y'all have anything to say before we go? Arriba, arriba. Viva la Mexico. <laughs> Justin? Happy 100th episode. So uh, it's going to be a little tough. It is currently 1.17 in the morning. Um, I'm going to upload this. We're going to get it out quick. First game, bright and early, 10.30 in the morning. Duke's Mayo Bowl. So, going to have to listen, get your picks in while you can. Um, but this is what we're doing. We're grinding. We're staying up late. We're getting the uh, getting the podcast in for y'all. So, thank you to everybody that has listened um, to all the previous 99 episodes. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got. I pray to God that uh, I do well this week. So, Godspeed. Uh, Big Easy Bets. Episode 100 is brought to you by Prediction Strike, www.predictionstrike.com, or go to the App Store, download their app, use the promo code BIGEASYBETS, all one word. They will match your free athlete share of $20 or more. You can bet more, 50 bucks. They'll match it. Put it on whoever you think is going to do well. Just don't put it on Ian Book. Y'all have a good one. Who dat?